Welcome to Chicago Tabernacle, a place of becoming. Wherever you find yourself, we pray that you would be encouraged today by God's word. Please join us now as we hear a message from Pastor Toledo. Okay, so we're going to be starting a series today titled, Let There Be Light. And um, actually the Lord had me on this study track almost a year ago. And yet I felt in my heart uh, um, to wait as I got the outlines for these messages. And then as the Lord led us to start to do the series on seeds, um, at a certain point I, I felt the Lord speak to my heart in a variety of ways. And how many know seeds need light in order to grow? And I hope that you have started this year trusting in the power of seeds. I hope that day by day, little by little, you're not trying to do everything, but you're sowing seeds of faith every single day in the different aspects and different areas of your life because we trust that God is able to grow those seeds. How many would say amen? And so, however, if you want to grow and if you want this, those spiritual seeds, the seeds at every area and every aspect of your life, seeds need light to grow. And we're going to spend about four weeks um, on, a, on a huge topic in the Bible, the topic of light. This is also a very powerful, very powerful topic. Uh, and today is going to be the introductory message. As you know, introductory messages can be a little bit challenging because there are a number of things to lay out. Um, and uh, I want you to just stick with me. We're going to be reading in two places today. We're going to be reading in Genesis chapter 1, and then we're going to be reading in John chapter 1 uh, momentarily. And you're going to see the power of light from beginning, from creation to salvation. Okay? You're going to see the power of light, and I want to take it one step further, all right? Light is, is involved and was involved in creation, salvation, and then also transformation, okay? Creation, salvation, transformation, lots of that, all of that is impacted powerfully by light. So let's go ahead and read very, very quickly in these two places Genesis chapter 1, the Bible says, In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. Now the earth was formless and empty. Darkness was over the surface of the deep. And the Spirit of God was hovering over the waters. And God said, everyone, let there be light. And there was light. Let there be light. And there was light. And God saw that the light was good, and he separated the light from the darkness. And God called the light day, and the darkness he called night. And there was evening, and there was morning the first day. The first thing that God did when he created the world was he spoke light into existence. It's very important for us to understand that God is the creator of life, and life began with light. 
okay? Life began with light. Light actually is life in a way, and we'll show you this momentarily, okay? And then in a moment, what you're going to see is that light is also a person. So in Genesis, we see that the first work of creation was to produce light because life would be the foundation of all life, all right? We'll get a, we're going to do a little, like a, we'll do a five-minute science class today, Okay? But light is the foundation of all life, okay? And we don't have time because there's so much to, to lay out. But you have to recognize how old the Bible is. And even though the Bible is old, okay, even before science became a, quote, science and a classical framework of study and thinking, thousands of years before that, Okay, men inspired by the Holy Spirit got all sorts of things that are now being scientifically proven correct. You see, there was a time when, the, when people thought that the world was flat. But in the book of Isaiah, it says God sits above the circle of the earth. You see, all the way thousands of years before... Thousands of years before, people started to work out all of these theories and all of these structures of study. God said, let there be light because light is foundational to life. Without light, without the light and the heat of the sun, we could not live. Okay? And by the way, by the, and see, I promised myself I wouldn't go there. Here I am, okay? <laughs> but by the way, if we were a few degrees closer to the sun, or a few degrees farther from the sun, guess what? We could not have life. It's perfect. It's perfect, you see? And it's perfect because it was designed by Almighty God. It was designed by Almighty God. I have no idea, but we will have the idea Okay, when we get through this message, part of what we're going to land at is you'll understand why people could look at the beginning of creation and what the Bible says. People could look at all of the things that, for example, here's another one. There was a time when people got sick, they would cut people and bleed out their, their blood. It was called bloodletting. That, that was not the way to go. How many know that's not the way to go? But you know what God said it very early on? He said, the life is in the blood. The life is in the blood. You don't let the blood out. If you let the blood out, life goes. You understand? But see, the Bible, how many know the Bible is right and we are not right? Let God be true and all men liars. Hallelujah. The word of God is perfect and pure and powerful. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Can we praise God for his word today? Hallelujah. This message is not an apologetic message. I'm not defending the Bible, so I've got to get on with this, okay? But I couldn't help myself, all right? So first thing that you see is that the foundation of physical life, we'll, and we'll lay this out momentarily, is light. And then look at in John. John chapter 1 says, in the beginning was the word. Now, this is the second in the beginning in the Bible, okay? 
In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was with God in the beginning. Through him, all things were made. Without him, nothing was made that has been made. The God who spoke that light, who said, let there be light, and then created everything else. This is the God. There was a trinity. There was the word that was with God, and there was also the Holy Spirit here. You see the trinity in both passages, basically. It says, through him, all things were made. Without him, nothing was made that has been made. And now watch this, it says, in him was life, and that life was the light of all mankind. You see the connection? Light brought physical life into creation, and now light brings actually spiritual life into creation. It says, in him was life, and that life was the light of all mankind. The light shines in darkness, and the darkness has not overcome it. There was a man sent from God whose name was John. He came as a witness to testify concerning that light, so that through him all might believe. We believe through the light. Now this is spiritual, okay? He himself was not the light. He came only as a witness to the light. There is one light, and his name is Jesus. Listen, the, the, the true light that gives light to everyone was coming into the world. Now watch. He was in the world, and though the world was made through him, the world did not recognize him. The world was made by the light. The one who spoke light and said, let there be light, now he was coming not only to give life in a physical sense, but spiritually speaking, he came to the world and they did not recognize him. This is powerful. This is so powerful. He came to that which was his own, but his own did not receive him. And this is the life verse of this church. It says, yet to all who did receive him, to those who believed in his name, he gave the right to become. Everyone say become. Become children of God. Children, he just quoted this, children born. He didn't know that I was going to be speaking on this. Children born not of natural descent nor of human decision or of a husband's will, but born of God. How many praise God that we have been born again? We've been born of God. Hallelujah. So the title of the message today is Light is Life. Say that with me. Light is life. One more time. Light is life. Now, as we unpack this series, this will become vitally important for you to understand, for me to understand, that light is life. That there is a conflict between light and darkness. Okay? We grow in God's light. If you want to understand why sometimes the seeds that we sow don't grow and don't experience incredible blessing, it's because seeds need life, light, because light gives what? Life. All right? This is very, very important. Now, what we're going to do is walk through this very quickly on the physical side uh, um, and then we're going to talk about the spiritual light. So the first thing that we're learning here today is that God's light is the source of all physical life. 
His light is the source of all physical life. Look at what it says. Could you, are we having a, a, yeah, go ahead. It says, and God said, let there be light. This was the first thing that he did. If you look at the Genesis record, the beginning of life, life would begin when in the beginning when God decided to create everything and the first thing he did was he created everyone light. Okay? Now, this is basic photobiology. Let me put up a chart for you. Okay, photobiology is the study of light, and in photobiology, it basically says a number of, of key things, and uh, for all of you science teachers, these are very broad strokes, okay? So here's some basic things. Light gives sight. In other words, look at me for a second. Your eye, when the light enters into your eye, you can see. You see, if light doesn't come into your eye, you can't see. We can't see. If something is pitch dark, we need light to see. Light gives sight. Light gives energy. We'll talk about this in a little bit. Okay, that's a plant. And, and you'll see momentarily that the energy of the sun uh, um, um, in a... Uh, uh, impacts the plants in such a way that the energy that the plants receive from the sun become the source of everyone eating, okay? Light gives help. Light, the sunlight gives us vitamin D and a number of other things. When people don't have enough light, they can battle with, uh, um, with light-induced depression, and there's all sorts of things. It releases chemicals. Light affects rest. Everyone's body operates on, the, on a, it's called a circadian rhythm, which I don't fully understand what it, that is, okay? So I don't want to try to sound smart when I'm not, right? But we have a circadian rhythm. And when it's light, there are chemicals that are released. When it's dark, there are other chemicals like melatonin so that we'll sleep. Light has a major impact on our lives, okay? Now, one of the biggest impacts is the whole impact of, of uh, uh, photosynthesis. Do we have photosynthesis here? No. Yeah, one of the biggest impact is the impact of photosynthesis. All right, so here's what happens. Oh, man, I feel like a science teacher. Like, <laughs> here's what happens. The sun shines on the plants. The plants receive this incredible energy from the sun, like 100%, all right? And then, like a little rabbit will eat the plant. Now, the energy of the sun is so powerful that even though the plant receives 100% energy, when the bunny eats the plant, it only gets 10% of that energy, but that 10% is enough, brothers and sisters, to sustain the rabbits and all of the primary consumers in the food chain. Now, there are secondary consumers. That's a fox, okay? So let's say foxes eat bunnies. I knew we were going to get that reaction. Okay? So foxes eat bunnies. When a fox eats a bunny, they only get 1% of the original 100%. But the energy from the sun is so powerful, okay, that that fox can still live and thrive and survive. Now, when you go up to the tertiary consumers, which would be the lion... Okay, this is incredible. The energy 
from the sun that goes to the plant, that goes to the bunny, that goes to the fox, that then when the, I don't know the lion eats fox, but you get it, right? Uh, when the lion eats those secondary consumers, they only get 0.01% of that energy. But the energy is so great and so powerful that the lions thrive and survive. All of that happens because of everyone, light. You know why? Because light is life. Now next week I'm going to use this same chart to talk to you or to relate to some spiritual things. But the truth of the matter is, is that what we have to understand is that God is the author of all life. Physical and spiritual. But God is the author of all life. And if we want life, okay, if we want the abundant life that Christ offers, we need light. The animals need the light because the light is what provides the energy for them to survive. And so, so in, this is very basic, very simple, guys, but the bottom line is, is God's light is the source of all physical life, and now I want you to see how Christ's light is the source of all spiritual life, okay? Look at what the Bible says here, okay? Okay, now, I, I had Christ's light, but the same thing. God's light is the source of all spiritual life. In John chapter 1, which we read, it says, In him was life, and that life was the light of all mankind. In him was life, and that life was the light of all mankind. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness has not overcome it. Now the Lord puts this on, the, on, a, on a spiritual platform, and he says, in him was life. Everyone say life. Okay? In him, in Christ there is life. God creates all physical life, okay? Christ is God. Christ was the one who created physical life as well. But in addition to that, okay, now he's talking about spiritual light. He says, and that life was the light of all mankind. Light shines in darkness, and the darkness has not overcome it. So here's what happens when we experience the light of Christ. We experience life. And I want to give you the definition of life uh, 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 very quickly here. I want to give you, life is the inherent capacity for producing and maintaining living beings. That's the physical side, okay? And then in the spiritual sense, it says, especially understood as a life characterized by healthiness, happiness, exuberance, vitality, and the like, okay? Healthiness, happiness, exuberance, vitality, and the life. This is the highest form of life. He said, I have come that you might have what? Life and life to the full. The full life is marked by healthiness and happiness and exuberance and vitality and the like. All of that comes from the light of Christ. You see? This is very, very important for us to understand, and you're going to see that this series builds. But listen, the light of Christ is life. Everyone look at me. 
if you want real life, okay? Now look, plants, okay, are a form of life, but they're not the highest form of life. Animals are a form of life, but they're not the highest form of life. You see, we are, as human beings have been made in the image of God and we are the highest form of life because we've been put on this earth, okay, to declare the glory of God by living out the image of God. You see, those plants and those animals, they live off of the physical light that God spoke and created but now we're talking about spiritual life, the highest form of life that comes from Christ and Christ alone. He was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. So let's go over this. Here's a, one more quick chart to just sum this up, and then I got a couple of points to make today. Okay, so look. Light is life in two ways. In Genesis, God speaks the word and all creation comes into existence because light begins and when light begins, then there can be life, okay? That's the physical side. Now John chapter word, God is the word. Everyone say God is the word. Jesus is the Word. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God, right? He, in Him was life, and that life was the light of all mankind. And now the light of Christ, who is the Word, He shines on our hearts, and we'll talk about this some more next week, okay? And we experience, when we experience light, we experience everyone life, because light is life. Light is life, light is life, light is life. It's important, it's important for us to, to nail down the reality, and you'll see how this builds. Light is life. It's important that when you wake up tomorrow, okay, you understand wherever there is the light of Christ, that's where the life is. Wherever there is darkness, that's where death is. You see? And my hope and my prayer is that we would start to become sensitive to the light of Christ. You see? God is light and in him there's no darkness at all. My hope and my prayer is that the light of Christ would begin to affect our decisions, our choices, our, our output of energy, where we invest our time, you see, because the more you bask in the light of Christ, the more of his life that you have. You see, the church, all right, here's, and you're going to see how in a moment. Listen closely. What has happened to the church is the church has begun to embrace lies that say you can experience one time the light of Christ and be born again and then you can ignore that light and live more as a child of this world. But listen, light is what? Life. And if you don't have the life that God has, I'm telling you right now, a big factor in the reason why you're not experiencing the highest form of living is because there's a shortage of light. Okay? Now, how does this happen? Okay? 
God is the light source of all spiritual life. Okay? Here's what happens. It says light shines in the darkness and darkness has not overcome it. Okay? And so what has to happen if we want life, the light of Christ has to shine. What happens when his light shines? Look up on the screen here. Go ahead and put that up. All right? When his light shines, we experience two things. Revelation and conviction. Let's say those together. Ready? Revelation. Number two, conviction. Okay? I want to, even before I tell you what these are, you need to love these two things. You need to love revelation and you need to love conviction. This, remember, light shines. When the light shines, then the the possibilities of light are, are there. Without that light shining, okay, without that light shining, you can't have life. But light shines, and darkness cannot overcome it. Have you ever known, like if we turned all the lights off, we almost did this, but I said, that doesn't matter, they get it, right? If we turned off all the lights, and I had a light, and I went, or I took my iPhone, and I put, the minute I turn on my light, how many know light shines? Okay, it could be pitch dark. Someone turns on their iPhone. All of a sudden, there's light, and there's somebody could see. If, if all the power left, and there was no light, and someone turned on their iPhone because we had to get out of this building, and, and, uh, or any phone. I don't want to offend anybody who's... Uh, people, we have phone wars now, right? Any phone. You turn on your phone, the light, they're like, oh, let's follow that person. I'm so glad you had your phone in church today. Right? So, light is huge, but when light shines, we experience two things. We experience revelation and conviction. Okay, let's talk about revelation for a moment. Revelation means, okay, when when light reveals something, it reveals the properties of whatever it collides with. Okay? The revelation or the exposure of light upon something is what reveals the truth of a matter. So when we get revelation in the same way that if I was up here and all the lights were off and I was like, I don't know how to walk. I don't want to fall off the stage. When the light turns on, then I could see, okay, the stairs are there, the edge is there, Don't walk over here because if you walk over here, you could trip over this. You see, it reveals the properties, and then you have have truth, and then truth is a blessing. How many know? You will know the truth, and the truth will do what? It will set you free. Every time you read the Bible, every time you hear the word, and you get the truth, that is light. You see, thy word is a light unto my path and a lamp unto my feet. The truth is light to us, and it brings revelation. And so many times, brothers and sisters, you hear something from one place or another, and if it's, if it's light, it's truth, and you know the truth is healthy, and it's what makes you blessed, and, and your life is better for it. We need revelation, which is why, brothers and sisters, since he is the word, you must learn the word of God. His word is truth, and his word is also, everyone, light. It's light. If you don't know the Bible, you could know politics. You could know what's going on in the world. You could could have lots of degrees. 
You could have all sorts of things and yet be in darkness. You see? But this, this is the revelation of God. This is his truth, amen? And so sometimes God reveals something to you, and when he reveals it to you, it's like, that's why people say, oh, the light's turned on for me. My aha moment was a moment where the light's turned on, right? That's revelation. Now the second part of light is conviction. This is the one everybody loves. Revelation is God showing you some truth, okay? Conviction is different. Conviction is God kind of confronting you with light, all right, and piercing your heart with light and, and, and addressing you with light in the same way that sometimes it's dark how many of you remember when it was really, when you were a kid and it was dark and your mom would say, get up, and you didn't get up, and then finally they would pull back the thing and the light would come on and you'd be like, <laughs> You see? Conviction is when truth pierces you. When truth confronts you and it's like you almost can't even handle it. Your eyes, see, our eyes have to adjust. If your eyes is in dark, your pupils, they get really bright, uh, wide. And then when the light comes in, the pupils shrink. Well, while the pupil is shrinking, we go like this. You see, conviction pierces people. Okay, it, it assaults and it confronts them. Sometimes the light of God, it, it can be very, very confrontational. See, some people, they can't bear conviction. But how many know as Christians, we should love conviction? How many would say amen? You see, we're living in a world, okay, where people, for whatever reason, young kids because they Google, older people because they have degrees. They think that they can't be told what to do. They think that they don't have to be told how to live. But how many know we do need to be told how to live and we do need to be told what to do? Okay, now remember guys, okay, pride will always reject light. You see, pride will resist light. Pride says, I don't have to be told what to do because I'm already smart, okay? I know I'm this or I'm that. So let's go back to seeds for a second, okay? This is straight up, guys, all right? This is Christianity. This is walking with Jesus. This, is, this relates to every aspect of our lives. God is light. In him, there's no darkness at all. Okay, that light is the way, the truth, and the life. When you know the truth, the truth will do what? It will set you free. It all happens by light. So here's what happens. Okay, how we respond to light will depend on the blessing and growth and strength and authority 
of our walk with God. It'll, it'll, impact, it'll impact this coming year, how Natalie responds to light, how my brother responds to light. You see? It, if, if, if Joey doesn't respond to light, okay, he might be in the right place. He's in church. Okay, this is a good place to be. He could be around the right people. Okay, that's also good. But remember, that's so tertiary or whatever the four level is. Quadertiary, I don't know. Right? But God speaks to his heart and her heart and his heart and your heart and my heart. And he shines his light and sometimes it's revelation, other times it's conviction. Either way, however it comes, wherever it comes from, wherever it comes from. You know, right now, probably right now, there's a, a friend of mine is preaching in um, New Jersey. And Pastor Tyrone, who's preached here. Pastor Tyrone got saved, had a gift to speak, and basically gave his testimony all over the country, was speaking all over the country. And then he got difficult and rebellious, and he backslid. He became a police officer. And one day he walks into a McDonald's, and when he walks into a McDonald's, it's a true story, he walks into this, there was a homeless person sitting on a thing, and the homeless person looked at him and said in a very raspy voice, you shouldn't be a police officer, you should be a man of God. Come on, conviction. <laughs> Hallelujah. And you know what? That... That, it was a lady, that little homeless lady, okay, she crushed him. She crushed him, and he walked out of there. If I got the story correct, he walked out of there crying, okay? Big, strong dude, packing a gun. But see, conviction pierces the heart, and we say, yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. When you read the book of Acts, what you see is that people were convicted of their sin. They were convicted. It was, it was like they were like, oh, we're the ones who crucified the Savior. You see? And so part of what's missing from the church is conviction of sin. But when, if you don't get convicted... If nobody can tell you what to do, if you are, read your Bible and it's like reading the phone book, okay, if you hear sermons and you never get convicted, okay, there's a chance that your heart has become hard and you're rejecting the light. You see, and light comes from many places. Light can come from people close to you. You know, I say this all the time, brothers, you get married, listen to your wife. Man, she's right there. I'm in trouble. Okay, but here's the truth. I really believe this, okay? I really, really believe this. Unless your spouse, your wife, is battling with fear, okay, if, unless they're in fear, many, 90% of the time, they could be the word of God to you. Here's a classic example. How many remember when, when Pilate was about to crucify Jesus? Guess what happened? These were not Christians. But his wife had a dream, and his wife sent word to Pilate, go read it. This is in history. And his wife said, don't mess with that man. I had a dream. This is not a good deal. Okay? 
It can come from people close to you, people far from you, all right? And we have to love the light. We have to allow the light not only to give us revelation, but to, we have to allow conviction. If we allow conviction, when the conviction comes, then remember it says light shines and darkness has not overcome it. You see, so watch what happens, guys. When conviction or revelation come and we receive that light, then light immediately begins to work inside of you, driving out every form of darkness, every form of evil, every work of unholiness, drives it out by the power of light. If you're young here today, okay, if you're a teenager in college, you have to love the light. Forget about what the world says. Forget about what the world is doing. Love the light. If you love the light, you'll be blessed. You'll be healthy. Hallelujah. You'll be joyful. You'll be peaceful. Because his light brings life. Hallelujah. There's all... There's all sorts of partying. There's a way that seems right to, them, to a man, but in the end it leads to destruction. You see, a lot of times people think, well, there's, everybody's doing it. You know? How many, pa how many parents ever heard that one? You know? It's like, well, if everybody walked off a, a bridge, would you walk off too? Okay, you know what sin is? Sin is walking off the bridge unholiness, ungodliness, that darkness is a dungeon. It's a place of bondage and evil. Light is life. You see? Now look, guys. All right, now I'm going to close. It takes faith to follow the light. Okay? Christ's light is what enables us to become he came to that which was his own in the form of light, but his own did not receive him. Yet to all who did receive him, to those who believed in his name. How many believe in the name of Jesus? And that name is the most powerful name above all names. Hallelujah. If you put your faith in the name of Jesus, if you say Jesus Christ is the Son of the living God, Jesus Christ is my Lord and my Savior, if you surrender your life to Christ, if you're here today and Christ is calling you, answer the call. Because if you answer the call, it says to them who believed in his name, he gave them the right to become, everyone say become, children of God. So what happens is, is watch, you could have darkness, the light of Jesus shines, and you let it shine. And when you let that light shine, brothers and sisters, when you let that light shine, even if it convicts you, even if it says your life is so wrong, it's so ugly, it's so, your life stinks right now. And you have to, you go, yes, Lord. My choices, my decisions, I sinned against you, Lord. I've sinned against you, Lord. But God, here's my heart. Have your way with my life. Okay, even though that sin 
has taken a grip on you and held you down, okay, remember, the darkness cannot overcome the light. He begins to break through, break through. So here's what I want to do. First of all, if you're here today and you've never accepted the light of Jesus into your heart, I want to give you an, an opportunity, okay? If you're here today, you know religion, maybe you've, you've, you've gone to church your whole life. I'm not talking about that, okay? I'm talking about having a relationship with Jesus Christ, the light of all mankind, which is the only way to true life. The highest form of living comes through a relationship with Jesus. If you're here today and you would say, I want to accept the light. I want to accept Jesus, the son of the living God. I want him to come into my heart. I don't want to be around him and just kind of know about him today. I want him inside of me. I want to receive the light of the world, which is Christ Jesus, the savior of the world. If you're here today, come on, let's just close our eyes for a moment, uh, and you want to accept Jesus, all it takes is that you pray a prayer. Yes, you have to admit that you're a sinner and that he died for your sin and that he's the only one who could wash away your sin. If you're here today and you want Jesus to wash away and begin to shatter the darkness and drive out the darkness, if that's you today, would you raise your hand right now? Is there anyone in the room you want to accept Jesus? Thank you. Thank you. Is there anyone else you want to accept Jesus as your Lord and Savior? Hallelujah. One hand has gone up, two hands, three hands. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Jesus has come to save that which was lost, that which was in darkness. He came to shine his light. Everyone pray together with me, especially those who raise your hand. I'm going to lead you in a prayer. So let's pray together. Lord Jesus, I thank you for the light of your word today. I thank you for speaking truth into my heart. Today, Lord, I want to accept the truth and I want to accept you as my Lord and my Savior. Forgive me, Lord, for all of my sin and all of my offenses. Wash my heart clean. Lord, I open up my heart to you and I ask you to come in. I want you to sit on the throne of my heart and let your light be my guide and let your light be my life. I receive you and I thank you for receiving me. Amen, amen. Let's put our hands together for those that accepted Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. For those of you who raised your hand and prayed that prayer, I want to congratulate you to them that believed in his name. He gave them the right to become children of the Most High God. You are children of Jesus Christ, of the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. Hallelujah. We've given you a packet. Please take the time to open it. Fill out that card and give it to one of the ushers. We just want to connect with you. This is the beginning of a new relationship with Jesus. It is the greatest decision you could ever make on the earth. You belong to God. The angels in heaven are rejoicing over your life right now. Hallelujah. <laughs> Blessed be the name of the Lord.
Hallelujah. So if you have one of those packets, someone will talk to you in the back at the end of the meeting. But here's how I want to I wanna close. All of those seeds that we've been sowing, God wants them to grow. The only way those seeds are going to grow is if we live 2017 in what? The light. We're going to spend weeks talking about this, but the beginning is to receive the light. The beginning is to have God change something about us that whenever light comes, that we would be sensitive if it's truth, if it's revelation, even if it comes in the form of conviction, okay? Even if we don't like it. How many know sometimes you get the truth and you don't like it? You know? I joke about the fact that, that uh, uh, my wife, when we, especially when we first got married, you know what she would do? She would do like a, a drive-by truth shooting. She would go like this to me, da, 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 and just take off. All of a sudden, I'll call her. Phone doesn't work, whatever. But she told me the truth, and I had to sit there and deal with it. Okay? Guys, deal with it. Deal with the truth. Let's embrace the truth. Let's love the truth. Come on, let's lift our hands. Hallelujah. We want to love the light. Come on, pray, God. Make us love the light. Make us lovers of light. Make us lovers of truth, God. God, we receive revelation. We receive conviction, oh God. No matter how it comes, no matter where it comes from, God. God, we pray, Father God, for your light to shine in our hearts, oh God. We pray, oh God, for your light to overcome every aspect of darkness inside of us. Overcome the darkness in our homes, oh God. Overcome the darkness in our minds, oh God. Move by your mighty power in every family, oh God. It all begins in our hearts, Lord. Make us lovers of the light, oh God. Make us lovers of the light, oh God. God, we pray, Father God, for a new level of revelation and a new level of conviction. We pray, oh God, that, that Lord, as the weeks of this year unfold, God, make us more and more sensitive to the light, oh God. Help us, Lord, to always bend towards the light, oh God. Father, we pray that as people leave here, God, your conviction and your revelation is going to make a call to change. And God, I pray that you would give us the strength and the grace to walk toward the light and to walk away from the darkness. In everything we do, in everything we look at, in all the things that we choose, God, I pray that you would make us lovers of light. We thank you, Father. We thank you, Lord, that your word is light, O oh God. And we receive it in the mighty name of Jesus. And everyone said, amen and amen. Could we praise God?